Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And today, if you noticed, if you came from last episode with Sal Di Stefano from Mind Pump, I was not present. So if you're, <laughs> you're new here, you know, welcome to my voice. <laughs> and yeah, I just want to start by touching a bit on that and to see, because we started a podcast like one year and two weeks ago, yeah. something like that. That's pretty much it. And it's crazy to see that something that was started just like for fun, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just for us, just we'll, we'll do this and we'll keep each other accountable. And now you're bringing someone who, you know, is yeah. a professional of this and is, is at the highest level of it. I just want to ask you, how was it to, to actually do the interview? And yeah, it was pretty much, it was pretty surreal because it's one of the things you, I remember clearly like starting listening to, to Mind Pump two years ago their, to their podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there wasn't even the slightest idea in my mind that I would be like talking <laughs> yeah. with one of them because it was such a, it was so far-fetched that it's like, I didn't even imagine it. It's like people in the 80s thinking there would be flying cars in the future, but <laughs> yeah. there was internet, you yeah. know? And so even while I was talking with him, because I listened to their podcast almost daily, mm-hmm. listening to his voice, yeah. it's like, it was weird because only when he was like directly, when I was asking him questions and like he replied to the question, was I like, whoa, yeah. I'm actually talking <laughs> yeah. to him. It's like, this isn't the recording. But sometimes in the middle of the interview, I was like, is this even real? Am I just listening to, to the podcast? And no, then he would interact with me. And I was like, wow, this is a, it was yeah. very, a very weird, but amazing experience. Yeah, for sure. And it's, um, I, it's just cr- crazy. I don't even have an- other words for it. Oh. And, yeah, I know we did already a looking back podcast, but it's always interesting for me to look back, especially now that I'm teaching the students. You know, a lot of it is it's like when measuring progress, like looking back and making sure you look far enough mm-hmm. to see the progress. And when you do look far enough and you see the progress, it's always kind of like, holy shit. Yeah. I remember even um, I was thinking the other day as well that when I finished, what, what was the thing I was saying that... Yeah, oh, for example, the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. So I bought that book, the one I still have, when I was 17, turning 18. <laughs> and I, rem- I, remember the, I remember leaving you know, f- home for the first time for some job or whatever, yeah. volunteering in a hostel, and I had that book then. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny to see that so many years later now. Yeah, it's still here. <laughs> and not only is it here, but it's one of the most important pieces yeah, in most recent memory. And that's true because you, when you bought it, you didn't. I think you didn't even expect it to become yeah. one of those books. You know, and, and I remember the first time I read it. I read the first two habits, and I was like, "This book's boring as shit." <laughs> and I stopped <laughs> reading it. And then I picked it up one more time, and I was like, "I read the third one, but still, this is just too, uh, too boring." I went yeah. more, uh, but but now it's it's like, oh, now this really makes sense. Yeah, this there's, is there's stuff like that in life. You know, it's uh, I think. It's one of those metaphysical things where it seems like they're not going to be uh, like anything, but yeah. they stick around for a reason. It's the same thing with me listening to their podcast, you know? I was just listening for fun and like getting some info on fitness and stuff. And then yeah. it eventually becomes something real and like inter- interviewing him on, on, the path, on the podcast. But I never yeah. expected it. It's the same thing with the book, you know? You kept it around. Yeah. You never expected it to be one of those life-changing books, but it was... That, well, I think there was like there's something there, you know. Yeah. There's something there that made you stick around with it. And I think maybe to get into some more practical topics, the thing that I see with all of that is focus. Like to see those results in whatever it is, you need to focus on. I'm not gonna say one thing, 
but you need to be very focused on something mm-hmm. because like if i never focused on this book and i remember i told you when i yeah, when you we did. when you reviewed the book i was like okay i'm just gonna uh, apply the knowledge from this book for the next six months or whatever yep. and i don't know how, how long it's been but i've just been applying that knowledge and it's been you know of course from one week to the next it doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. okay but like from so from one week to the next doesn't make a difference but and I was like, okay, I'll just follow it. But now looking back, I'm like, holy fuck, this this is probably the foundation of all the success I had from that point on. Yeah. And it's or whether it's, you know, us focusing on just one thing, the podcast or the page, and then you know, you were able to brought uh Sal to the to the the podcast. It's yeah. you know, I think at the end it's always focus. It's not only focus, but being focused and also being willing to adapt along the way. But all is on the same thing. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, you should definitely have to adapt. And that, but that, like you said, that needs to be that consistency for you to see the results of something. Yeah. Our page is like a good example of that. You know, we were consistent for a, a long period of time. I mean, long in yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, it's whatever in the context of our lives, like one yeah. year is pretty long to, to to stick to one thing. And so that's when you see the results. You get to interview these, these like guests, and you see these these things that change. And then you have these moments where you. I think these are the moments when you guys you kind of reflect. For for me, at the end of the interview, I was really reflecting a lot on the whole process of our page and becoming uh, like uh, the creating the podcast and sticking around yeah. with it. And I remember like uh, like if you think about since from the first podcast, everything that's changed in our lives. It's such a yeah. crazy thing, you know. We started it. I was still in Italy, and then I, I came back here to yeah, portugal we even got to record some in in south of portugal yeah. <laughs> in like this, cra- <laughs> yeah, this right. crazy setup <laughs> yeah, i right. think that's actually when you you did the thing of the seven uh like committing to that book it was uh, it was Maybe. around that yeah. that time so it's probably it's coming to six months yeah yeah <laughs> and so that's when you i think there's these moments where you it's useful to look back you know because now you look back you, you look at the quality of our first podcast and now yeah. up to interviewing guests like the they have the number one fitness podcast you know it's it's crazy the the, the difference of quality yeah. not only in us but especially in hearing someone who does this for a living and has done it for like six seven years almost daily like yeah. the the level of of like skill uh, the skill of talking it's like crazy yeah, for sure yeah, when you when people if, you, if people have listened, they they know what I'm talking about because like you just give Sal a topic and it, it's you know he just speaks about it like he rehearsed it for yeah. his whole life. But it's always it's always interesting to me to go back because they're in I checked the other day like 1200th podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if most people if you go to the first one, whether it's Joe Rogan or whoever it is, you go to the first one and it's the yeah. it's like it's shitty. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like for, I know I don't know the Mind Pump one, but I know yeah. Joe. No, Rogan. They, they even said it. It's bad. <laughs> but if you go for example, Joe Rogan, the first episode, it's like. Yeah. It's in a webcam. They're in that couch, and it's <laughs> they're like just—it's not good yeah. compared to what it is now, at least. And yeah, but you—it's so you need to be willing to go through the process of you know being bad, recognizing, improving, and so on and so on. And yeah, um, and it's the thing is that, and I, I think most people give up, and that I gave up in the past is that you you don't look really at the right things to keep you motivated. A lot of times, because it is building habit at the beginning. But imagine, like, the best example I can give. Imagine you're trying to lose, you know, in a year, let's say, I don't know, 15 kilograms, like 30 pounds, something like that. Yeah. And you start. And let's say you even start properly, like, just setting the habits. Guess fucking what? In the first month, if you're just doing that, you're not going to see anything. Most likely, 
the in the scale it's going to be very minimum difference yeah. and even in your body it's going to be like the same thing now if you focus on that you're making no progress but if you focus on am i sticking to my meal plan am i sticking to my workout yeah. routine and if you define that as the goal then you, you you're always dependent on yourself to make it come true yeah. because i think at the end of the day the end goal only serves to identify the habits to get you there and then those become the goal like mm -hmm. do the way i did those those habits or not because if you do them long enough then you'll get to the other one but yeah. but it's more i just think it puts you more in control of your own life because you're always dependent on yourself did i do it or did i not yeah it's the ultimate it's like the stoics say you know you only have control over your your thoughts about the world and the things the choices you you make you know that's the only thing you have control over and you may not have control over the the weight going going down on the scale but you yeah like you said you have control over going to the gym yeah. or eating eating healthy and even th and then like that's um that's the first parameter you need to look at am i sticking to the, the yeah. things that will improve me and then there's other things to look at for example in fitness this is something we talked on the the previous podcast with sal that i talked and he even said like people don't look at other factors like is my energy better am i sleeping better yeah is my even like going to the bathroom do i poop do i poop better you know most people don't, don't even think about it but that's it's all important things that yeah. you may not notice like your the whale the, the weight on the scale going back in this first month but if you are doing things right you'll notice improvement in your in your physical state in your energy yeah. sleep and that's things that matter you know yeah and it's just about focusing on the right things because even if you're with the prop the not proper workout plan or plan in general at least you're building the habit so that when you recognize that it's time to change it's much easier because you're not building the habit on top of optimizing mm -hmm. it you're just optimizing it's uh, and i think a big mistake that people do as well is at the beginning they're always they lose so much time what is the perfect plan and what is the perfect thing for me to do and they don't do and then when they do they're like is it really the best i'm going to search again and it's like it doesn't matter at the beginning mm -hmm. at the beginning it just especially new things I, th I do believe it just matters as long as you're not injuring yourself, of course, yep. making crazy shit. It just matters that you're setting the habit. That's it. Because if you do set the habit and you're like, you're the person that goes to the gym, then it's easy to optimize. It's just check a new workout line and do that one. But if, but if you're doing that and struggling with the thing of, oh, I have to wake up and go to do that again, then you're not going to do it ever. It's yeah. just, you know, you're going to fail because it's just too many things on top of each other. Yeah, it's what all, everything has long term. People also forget you need to enjoy it, you know. Yeah. You can't go yeah. to the gym for five years straight and not like it. You know, there's a, this quote by Muhammad Ali that he says he hated every single minute of training. Well, I respect him a lot, but I think that's false, you know, even if he's honest with himself. <laughs> that's like a, I think that's a, a quote of like people that are in the mindset of hustle all day and yeah. uh, no pain, no gain. They enjoy that message, but let's be real. Even those people, they only enjoy that message because they like, in the case of like the no pain, no gain, they like going to the gym. They like yeah. that pain, you know? It's not like everyone's sacrificing. It's not like a, a, a professional bodybuilder is sacrificing his entire life, like doing thing, doing, going to the gym if he doesn't like it, you know? At some point, if you're being uh, like, if you're doing something consistently over the long term, you need to enjoy it. And yeah. that's something very underrated. People don't think about how to make things that are good for them, enjoyable for them. That's yeah, like the, the main thing with habits. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think, for example, the Ali quote. Yeah, I think it's easy to look back and look at just the pain and see, like, yeah, that was. I had to, and of course, he had to struggle through it. But yeah, it's like you're saying, it's always, it's all like because it's in that struggle that we find our meaning at the end of the day. It's not when we are on vacation just drinking water from a coconut that you're like, yes, my life is fulfilled. Yeah, I I don't think anyone has ever. You may be rested, you may be enjoying it, but. 
you're resting for something that's about to come. You're not resting just for yeah. for the sake of rest. And or at least I don't think you and should. If you are, your mind makes up other problems. Yeah, exactly. It's something Joe, I heard Joe Rogan on the podcast saying. You know, he he says he works out because it's him creating the struggle yeah. for himself because he, he knows that if if he doesn't have that struggle, his mind will make up some other bullshit struggle. And you see this in, in people like people who are. Like maybe retired and then they, they they're very rich and they're going va- go on vacation. Yeah. Their mind just start, starts making up other problems. That's why you see like midlife crisis and stuff like yeah. that. Because we as humans we need something to struggle yep. uh, mentally and physically with. And the only thing you can do about that is consciously choose your struggle. You know, choose things. Yep. If you're going to struggle, choose things that make you struggle in a positive way. You know, physical exercise, uh, a mental discipline a hobby it's something that makes you like it gives you pleasure but also makes you work for it yep and and i think now shifting a bit for example video games are so popular yeah that's one of the main reasons because Mm -hmm. it's a challenge it's very easily accessible it's very stimulating and you get the sense of reward if you win very quickly um and i think you know i i want to link this a bit to because i was talking yesterday about the you know how it's so hard nowadays especially for students like people who are just getting into school, let's say first grade, you know, third grade, fifth grade, that it's much harder now to focus when you have always a smartphone next to you. And we talked about this on the Deep Work book, which was if you're not just focused on one thing and are always checking your phone, then the pathway in your brain is never getting strong enough for you to, let's say, in a test, remember that or to be able to apply it properly. And it was I, this is completely random <laughs> to different what we're talking about, but whatever. Just crazy to me how school hasn't changed at all based on how professions have evolved and are going to evolve in the future where you know it was school was originally created to at least from you know not university but just before that for people to then go work on farms not on farms sorry on um what's it called factories Factories, yeah on factories and we're still like it's the same thing and it's so based around memorizing shit when that's not a valuable skill anymore we have smartphones we have computers that can hold all the information we need to then access it but we're still you know making this giving importance to this skill and to me that's just so fucking stupid that yeah. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. it's something very stupid and also something i read in that book in deep work which is something was very like mind-opening you talked about schools and how schools are kind of like trying to reinvent themselves in the dumbest ways which is like some schools have this kind of thing of trying to appear modern where they introduce ipads and technology (laughs) to to kids and it's like oh yeah you have to use the ipad because that's so important it's like is that really what the work that involves technology is going to involve you know you using uh, the ipad or or like learning how to no it's it's like that i know that the intentions are good but it's such a poor way even said it in the book you know that's not what you need to be teaching kids that are going to be working with technology, you know, because all the kids already know how to use a fucking yep. iPad. They know yep. how to use social media. That's not the, the the thing that's going to block them, you know. The the, the thing that's really, what, what's the like the job that's in most need? It's like people, programmers and stuff like that, you know. And, and at the end, I think the, the core skill needed is problem solving at the end of the day, more and more, because I feel like those jobs, very basic, mm-hmm. that anyone can do, are going to be replaced by robots. You know, like uh, you went to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, here in our in our like something you need to know about our city. It's it's yeah. not a very like you hear Portugal. You may think about Lisbon being kind of uh, up in the curve, but like where we live, we're not at all yeah. like yeah. modern, and it's like it's very old old fashioned. And so even here, there's a like this Chinese restaurant where they have this <laughs> robot 
let's go surfing tables. And, and when I say a robot, it's like a literal <laughs> human-sized robot, you know? Yeah. It, it walks, it, yeah. it has some program sentences it says, and for example, when someone enters the restaurant, he, he, sa he says greetings, and then he follows the person to the table with like the menu, in a, in a like in, in this yeah he drops off the menu then the people choose the waiter comes to to, to write down the, the 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 order and then the robot comes back with the order you know there's we're just one step away from completely yeah from like removing like, people yeah removing from that, that job. like removing the guy because you could, you could just have like an iPad with the options in the menu and boom that's it you only need cooks now until yeah. eventually robots can cook and then and then this shows okay then or the skills we're teaching and maybe we're not teaching those skills but the jobs we're teaching people for before university, it's completely fucking useless. It's you're teaching someone that, yeah, they may work that job a bit, but eventually that's, you know, it's going to lead no nowhere. And because schools haven't evolved nothing pretty much, except, you know, having modern things to do old things anyway, it's like, oh, yeah. you, got, you got an iPad to write? You can write on paper. It's the same fucking thing. That's not, that's not why the iPad is important. Yeah. The iPad is important because it gives you access to the internet and then in the internet, let's talking about money you can sell your skills on the mm -hmm. internet but no one teaches us like i think you posted this on facebook where like yeah. things we should teach on school yeah. and like yeah if that, if that post fact like, yeah. that was the curriculum of the school if you re replaced all the things we currently teach by that we would be much better off i'm not saying it's perfect yeah but it would be such an uh, like the, the, it would be like emotional intelligence like uh, how to do your finances how, how to manage money how to you know the social media marketing that's so much more relevant than maths and and physics i'm not saying that's not things that we need yeah that we don't need but man in the scale of priorities like it's like yeah, and anyone I, can yeah because it, this. it wouldn't I wouldn't there's certain things I wouldn't remove as well yeah but it's like there's things that need to be there like for example for the big thing for me is just how to manage your fucking money yeah like your whole process of that is to eventually make money and you live for yourself but there's never a class on how do I manage my money how do I save properly how do I you know yeah. don't just go broke yeah because strategies I, like there's yeah. nothing about that even how I then invest so that you know. But it's like at the end of the day, because the people teaching also don't know that. And yeah. the people who know that charge a lot of money to teach that. So it's yeah. it's always one of those, um, you know, it's a complicated thing as well. Because yeah. like, if you make a lot of money, who the fuck wants to teach elementary school or wants to yeah. teach high school students who don't give a shit about that? Yeah. You need to make an effort for them. Um, but yeah, but, but, you know, information, it's always there at the end of the day. And you can buy books by Ray Dalio or people who know and have yeah. written books about it. And they'll tell you, it's just frustrating to see so much. And I, I'm, I'm talking before university. This is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. it, it, so much importance to history and science. Science in the sense where just memorizing a lot of shit. Yeah, and like molecules and yeah. elements. And just names and shit that doesn't fucking matter for anything. Yeah. It's because all it's like that's not a useful skill anymore to memorize shit. It just is not. And and even the thing like math, the math in the sense of you know <laughs> where you need to memorize all these these equations and all that shit. Why? Why would you need to memorize all these equations as well? And how you get yeah. there? Why can I bring my sheet and then the proper skill is how do I do I apply this properly to yeah, a problem? problem solving. It's yeah, all logic. It's all applying logic. Like math is the best example of that. You know. Yeah. If the only thing that matters is how you solve the problem. It's not, no, it's, it's solving the problem. It's yeah. not how you solve it. Yeah, you know? exactly. It doesn't matter how you solve it. I think <laughs> yeah. it, it just matters how you solve it. You know, that sometimes I, like, I remember in math class, there's 
Like some kids would have this creative way of solving the problem, but it should be like, no, that's wrong. You need to do it this way. And that's so soul crushing for a kid to hear, you know? He, because he went out of the box, yeah. he made this effort because despite not knowing the formula or whatever, he figured it out, you know? And then the teacher comes up and says, no, that's wrong. Yeah, you get you less points because you didn't yeah, go you back. Yeah, you get less points because you, you weren't a sheep, you know? School is such an annoying thing. And, um, yeah, and if, yeah, just at the end of the day, it's, It's uh, to me it's scary because <laughs> because a lot of people who maybe don't have the the drive and and because you don't need to but you don't have the thing to then go a bit outside the box and to see and to do something for yourself and it's like everything around you is setting you up for failure even okay I'm not going to talk about university because I never went but you know up, at least until up until that point it's like it's like you're living in this fairy tale world where nothing in the real world works like that you know Yeah, it's yeah. I can attest to that. It's still like that in the university, you know. Yeah, like like this. The mentality of the people studying is still like excuses, excuses, excuses. You know, if they don't do a job, it's like, oh man, the teacher sucks, and he he should let me give me a second chance. You know, that doesn't happen in the in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, you fail, most probably you're gonna get fired. And yeah, you need yeah. to know that. You yeah, know, exactly. That's how the world works. You don't get that much second chances. You know, they're rare, and you shouldn't rely on them. And that's something we need to teach. These kids, and then the, the the worst thing is that teachers like they give in to these kinds of things. You know, they they allow these second chances. They they pass people that won't shouldn't really be passed. And yeah, like the wor like people never learn. Anything. When you're applying for a job, no one like no one cares. And yeah. and because there's this, I saw at least in Portugal, there's still a lot of this mentality where it's like you go to university, and then you finish your course, and then you'll find a job. Guess what? If you have so, for example, to get a job, you need to go to an interview. Before you even get an interview, you need to promote yourself properly enough, if it's a good job, that they'll call you to the interview. That's a skill all in its own. It's like marketing, pretty much. And then when you get there, it's sales. And you've never been taught, if you've never been taught sales in your life, you're shit at it. Like most things you've never learned about. Yep. And so if you, you're put in front of someone and you need to sell yourself and you don't know how to do it, you're going to fail. Or uh, unless everyone is shitty like you, then you're not going to get that job. And what's the common mentality at least where we are it's it's like oh poor me they chose the other one it's never it's not like okay i failed how do i improve how do i because there is a way to get there and that's at the end of the day it's what people i think they fail to realize is that there is a solution for like 99.9 of problems especially when they're financial career-wise um i'm not going to say health-wise because you know there's some things you can't solve like cancer yeah. stuff like that But when it's career-wise and money-wise, there's always a, a solution to get there if you're willing to, to, you know, search for it. And it just pisses me off so much to see people saying like, yeah, it was unfair, the other guy was less qualified, but yeah, but because, <laughs> because he was better at selling himself. Was he really less qualified then, if, yeah, if he got also, the job, you know? Yeah. Was he really less, or maybe he just has different qualifications, you know, that, and in the real work, you know, Qualifications are different than you might think. You yeah. know? It's not all about, it's not about the course you have. What a paper says in, in, in itself, you know. It's it's much more about how you you present yourself, your physical appearance, how you talk, the, the these things that you can't really fake, you know. It's very hard for someone to fake the these these things, this confidence, this uh, like this passion for the for the you know, these things show if you're applying for something and you don't really like it, people can tell. And and, and more than that and more than that is Of course, that's always the baseline, but it's how you talk efficiently to the other person. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, they get there and it's like, yeah, I really want this job because this would be very good for me. Like, no one's, the guy's yeah. not listening. But if you say, like, th this thing that always worked for me is like, okay, before I tell you why it would work for me, I want to tell you 
why it would work for you, why it could bring to you, and then the person's listening. Because yeah. when it's about them, they're listening. Yeah. And if you can, just that's just a fucking small tip. If you're yeah. going to apply yeah, for a job, that's like the number one. Th- I, I first heard that I remember in the book Seven. Um, I was like, it was by Dale Carnegie. Seven ways to influence people and win friends, something like that. Yeah. Seven rules. It was, but that that was one of the rules. Like people, like it's not meant to be like a, a cynicist like rule, but it's like people care about themselves much more. Then they care about others. Yeah. And that's just like a, a human rule, you know? Yeah. And so if you want to get someone to do something or to think about something, you, you make it in a way that it has meaning for them. Yep. And the way to do that is by applying that to their own lives, you know? You don't, you don't go out and say, yeah, yeah like, that's, a perfect jo- that's a perfect example. You know? I, I want this job because it will make me happy. It's like, I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit about your happiness, yeah. you know? I mean, instead, if you go like, I, I want, uh, <laughs> like, this, this job can make you much more, like, just a, a dumb example. Like, I can, gi- I can bring you more clients. Like, like that's, at least people are hearing now because yeah. it's like you're do- presenting something that's valuable. Yeah, and I remember, like, all the job interviews I went, and it wasn't that much, but all the ones that I went, I got, a, I got accepted. Just because some of those small tips where it's like, okay, what does the person need? And how do I convey to them that I can bring it to them? That's, at the end of the day, it's that. So if you're, let's say it's a business, um, let's think about something that's not very basic. Okay, let's say you just finished a marketing degree, now you're looking for a job. And there's the position opening, open for, let's say like beginner marketer at a company. Now, the last thing they wanna hear is like, yeah, this is my first job, um, you know, I just finished university. It's like, no, they don't wanna, and it's like, yeah, to be very good for me to improve and I could grow with you. No, they don't want you to grow with them. They want you to bring some results. But now if you enter and you, you, you maybe say like, okay, I'm, I'm very inexperienced in this, but from skills I've acquired, and I know that you're lacking a bit in the department of, you know, reaching out to customers and in- improving your uh, conversion rates on the opt-in. Th- these are the things I can do for you in that sense to improve. And now you address their issue. If you know that's the issue, this is just a very basic example. And you're going to present a solution that you studied. And if those things align, you're different from 99% of people that never, at least in those beginning positions, like higher and higher people are experienced in this. But university students, they don't know how to do this shit. When they just, and, that's because, and that's one of the reasons why they don't find a job. It's because they don't know, number one, how to promote themselves, how to, you know, in the curriculum, in how they present themselves. And then more how they present themselves in person and how they sell themselves. And those are two skills, marketing and sales, that should be taught in school. We should be learning about this because these are probably the biggest factors in if you're going to make the money you want or not. You can, you can be super qualified, but if you don't know how to market yourself and sell yourself, you're not going to make money. Yeah. And that's the harsh reality that's at the, the end of the, the day. That's the harsh reality with everything. And I can speak about <laughs> fitness because it's something I, the, that's the thing I know most about. And even yeah. if you're like a, a personal trainer, let's say, you can know all of the biomechanics and the best workout plans and how to, how to solve these problems for the clients, how to make, get them better moving, make them lose weight, gain muscle. You know, that's all fine. That's something you need to have. But guess what? If you don't know how to make convince someone that you can do that for them you'll have no clients and that's like the the, the be- best like and you have that with every job i can talk about this one because it's the one i know yeah, most about sure. but man it's like that's 75 percent at least of the job because how you get clients is like what, what you do with your clients is very important obviously but how you get them at the beginning is much more important because if you don't have them you guess what you can do you can't do shit yeah so, exactly like it's like this is the first skill you need to have and like going back to the school thing no one 
talks about this, you know, and there's people who are naturally more gifted to this and maybe they can get around this kind of job, but most people aren't naturally gifted yeah. and most people will have to work a lot on this. Like most people are sh scared shitless of talking in public, of going to an interview and yeah. like, I, I bet they would be much less scared if they actually practiced it. Completely, like, if, you know, if you knew what to do, because yeah. like there's a reason why they use scripts in sales. They're, they're always, it's always kind of the same guideline because it works. And when you have something to fall back on, even though you're nervous because it's always normal, it's a different type of nervous. It's not the nervous of like, oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen? It's just more, it's more excitement at that point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like, for example, and fitness is a very good example because there's so many people that all sound and look the same. And so people are yeah. like, like uh, person, personal trainers for the most part, it's, number, it's very hard to differentiate yourself in the marketing, but a, a very good area where you can differentiate yourself is when you're selling to the person because you know it's very easy to get in that <laughs> that thing and i've noticed when i w went to gyms and they were trying to sell that which was like oh you know we need to work on your and it's like starting saying complicated names for yeah, shit like i don't even know <laughs> it's like bro okay i know you know a lot but I, that means nothing to me yeah i have a problem can you solve it or not and if you don't even care to find out what the problem is how it's impacting my life what the steps are to get there and how you're going to provide them to me like if you say those four things to a person yeah. They're, and they have the money to pay you for it, they're going to buy from you, most likely. Because if people feel understood, they, f they trust in you. And if they trust in you, and you propose them to buy something, they trust that you're going to help them through it, and they buy. And, it's, and it applies to everything. It applies to either you're on your own you know, account, selling your business or whatever, or if you're finding a job and you're in that job. And even in the job, how are you going to ask for a promotion eventually? Or you want to just earn the same amount of money for the rest of your life, entry salary. Yeah. Because if you want the promotion, you have to ask for it. And if you want, want to ask for it, you need to do it in an efficient way. Now, especially in Portugal, it's funny because people are scared of asking for a promotion because they think they'll get fired. And I couldn't think of, why would they fire you if you're good enough to be asking for a promotion? Yeah. Just be like, yeah, fire. But... Yeah, that can only come from yeah. someone who knows that they aren't doing that well, yeah. I think. And that's most people. And, and, and the thing is also, just to finish on this kind of tangent, uh, I don't. If you guys know Ramit Sethi, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, it's like a financial advisor, more for like personal finances, and he gives like how you should ask for a raise. Bad ways you just go. I I I think I deserve a raise, and the boss is gonna say, Ah, no, not really, and then you just go on. Now, good ways you go to your boss and say, Okay, um, you ask, Okay, what do I need to do to become top performer at my company? And you tell him, like, Okay, in this value is what do I need to hit? Let's say in six months, and he. He hopefully gives it to you because he wants you to like he wants to make more money, and then what you do is you make your best effort to reach those goals in the next six months, and then you come back to him and say, "Okay, boss, I I've achieved all these things in the last six months. From what I did market research for people who achieve all these marks, is they earn this, and I'm earning below that. So I think I deserve a raise based on that. Yeah. Now that is he gonna say no to that because he knows that you can go to another company that's gonna pay you." because you've achieved those results. It's gonna pay you more. And so, not only that, but he was the one who gave you the, the, the parameters to be successful. So now, it's much harder for him to not, maybe he's not gonna give you what you asked for, but he's gonna, you know, you're gonna meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. Just knowing these small things can completely change your career and then your life. And it's, it's always sad to me that most times people are more willing to complain than to go find this advice. Yeah, because it's, I think, yeah, it's what the, what we've been taught uh, and like the peers around us, they all complain. So it's much easier for 
someone to naturally resort to to complaining you know even yeah. though it doesn't solve anything but it's not something logic you know it's completely emotional and it's like i think part of the problem is also people don't know that they don't know you know yeah, because yeah, yeah, if yeah, they yeah. knew that there was actually an option there would be at least they'd have hope you know but yeah. without hope what can they do except for complaining you know yeah. but once you actually are exposed to an option even if you don't completely understand it you know that there's an yeah, option yeah exactly there's and some that's other like way. half the, the battle because it, i remember like yeah go before ahead. us starting the, the whole i thought for myself like before starting this whole self-help thing i used to be like uh, a complete nerd you know playing video games for all of my day and and i and I, i remember going to bed and be like ah oh, fuck there's there's like the, i was very young so it, it wasn't like any concrete thoughts but yeah. it's like there needs to be something more that's something missing yeah and it would be like this every day and then i remember reading tony robbins uh, unlimited power and i was like whoa there's this is kind of what's missing you know that's there's something yeah. i can do to better myself and that's like that's that's the thing that's where life started changing because we actually believe there's a way to do it yep but now i don't think i mean there's not really an excuse when you can literally type on google how to, how do i get a raise or yeah. and then it's it's just yeah it's but it I do agree it's needed that first click to even go search for the information. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's very easy if you never heard, be like, oh my God, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. I'm just lost. And because even when you see the advice, sometimes it's like, does this even fucking work? Or am I just going to spend my whole life trying to figure out, you know, what wor what works and what not doesn't? And more recently, um, I always heard people say about like, oh, you need a mentor, mentors help. And I was always like very skeptical. Like, okay, they're just, they're just saying that to sell me their program where they're going to mentor me at the end of the day. But now that I've, you know, especially more on the business side, a friend of mine has been helping me. And I see it's like, holy fuck, like, I would have taken years and years of hitting my head against the wall yeah. to maybe get here to, to find, okay, I know this works now because it's worked for him and I see it working for me. And it's just, if I could give one advice now that I've felt that is, if you, you know, you have the money comfortably to spend on that, don't do it as a last resource thing, it's going to save me to a problem you want to solve, fitness, relationships, business, go. Just go to someone who already knows and find that person who already knows and then just follow what the fuck they say because there's people who've dedicated their whole lives to this one thing and so they know much more than you researching on Google and, you know, trial and error. Of course, you're still going to have to go through that, but it's, it's, it's very comforting and very motivating to having that person there. That you can know, like, okay, this shit happened, I can go back to them. Yeah, and the other, at the end of the day, that's why we have money, you know, to give us something yeah. valuable. Yeah. And if you are smart with about your money, you know, you invest it in things that, that matter because there's people spending $5 every day on a Starbucks coffee, you know, and if, if you add that up for a month, that equates to like $150. Yeah. And, you know, if you save that, and maybe, let's say, in the case of fitness, you want to lose weight, if you spend that money on a personal trainer, you know, maybe you'd be much better off. That'd be way more aligned with your goals. Yeah. And you'd be an happier person at the end of the day because you actually achieved some goals. Yeah. And, and you know, so don't be... Also, I think people are very... I think that's more a Portugal thing, you know. People are afraid to spend this money on these kind... When, when it's something like a bit more expensive or, or like when it's something like a a personal trainer or something like that people look at that kind of money like whoa that's yeah. that's too much for me and but also, sorry what to, are sorry you spending it on people also have this thing where it's like at least here i feel that where it's like getting help is like you're weak or something it's like yeah. going to a personal trainer is like oh yeah oh, okay but but it's not like why why is that weak when that person is gonna achieve much more success doing that yeah that's just if, smart yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. but i do think like here there's a lot of that mentality Or if you see someone with a personal trainer at the gym, it's like, oh yeah, look, look at them. And it's, okay, it's just the personal trainer. I don't. Yeah, it's like, I'll have just, I'll have no results for the next. Yeah, month and then you and give up. Give up. Month, it's like, 
But go on, sorry. Yeah, it's like it's being smart about your money, you know. It's saving for the things that matter. Because most people, I feel like, they say they don't have money because they wasted on on shit that don't really matter. You know, if you look at the money you're spending on buying ice cream every night or or like the Starbucks coffee or on on your Netflix subscription or your cable subscription, you know, do you really are those things are those things first of all making you happier? Uh, giving you more purpose in life and improving you yeah most likely not you know i'm not saying you can't have those but reframe things by their order of importance you know yeah is it more important for you to have a, a an healthy body and healthy mind or to just have this senseless pleasure every night yeah. you know even the jobs we're taking and the the places we're choosing to live a lot of times it's like it's like we're building cages it brings prisons around making it's it's like okay i rent this very expensive house because i need to work that pays me well, but it, you know, then I spend it all on my house and my food because it's in this very expensive area. And then it's like, but then at the end of the day, why the fuck am I even doing any of this? It's just yeah. one thing pays for the other. That then it's like a loop of everything is just built so that the next thing can survive. And you yeah. forget why you even started doing all of this. Yeah, you have no foundations. It's yeah. how I was built on nothing. And, and then, that's where yeah. people have like midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. And they realize that there's yeah, like real, nothing. Yeah, you've been working for 15 years and, and it's like, yeah. oh, this literally matters nothing i've been just wasting time and yeah, yeah because a lot of times you you'd probably be much happier let's just take the example of portugal if you go to the south to a, a small town you have your farm there and you you spend like 100 euros per month <laughs> but, yeah. but you'd be much happier most likely yeah and it's it's a lot of the also the fear of missing out i think it's people are like but if i'm in the farm then uh, i'm not i don't know anything that's happening and i lose all the parties and all my friends and everything it's like does that really matter at the end of the day, though? Yeah. Does those things bring you closer to, you know, the sense, in the in- internal feelings you want to have? Because if not, it's like, why the fuck are you even doing all of this? Mm-hmm. It's And once again, because people are not mindful, and this should be thought, like, being mindful, how to manage your money properly. Yeah. These are all things that we have no foundation for, for our whole lives. Unless your parents taught you that and you know they're good with that that most likely they aren't because most people aren't <laughs> yeah then you just kind of have to figure it out on your own and it's it should just be because it, it would be so fucking simple to just it could be like 10 classes or one year of school one year of one class per week of each of these subjects like yeah. three subjects mindfulness how to manage your money and i don't know communi- yeah. proper communication or something like yeah, i would like to see the an, difference that would make if you start now in 10 years, how people would be different. I'd really like to see that. Yeah, that would be a, a great study to make. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think with that being said, we're already on 40 minutes. Um, we can think, we can hand on that. Yeah. If anyone responsible, <coughs> sorry, if anyone responsible for you know, the education system somewhere, yeah. I'll, I'll trust you t- to make a change. If not, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.